25 seconds left to play. You're listening to the Matt Wyatt Show. I want winners. This crowd is alive. Play to win the game. Wyatt from the shotgun, two backs alongside. Knock him out, John. Wyatt gets the ball. It won't be long. Wyatt back to throw. Wyatt looks. Fires toward the end zone. Passes. Caught for touchdown by Matthew Buckley. Speak to. They are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. I get out of hand. Just, just tell me I'm a jerk and shut up. Let's go scatter the West right tight. That's left. 372 Y sticks. The Matt Wyatt Show. He's Radio Wyatt. Well, how am I going to go to college? I'll just play football. Yo, I'm Matt. Roger is back. And that's good news for everybody. And those guys that finished that show right before us, the Gridiron guys, the Gridiron gang, isn't that some movie? It start- sounds like an old, one of those old black and white football movies. I'm going to start calling uh, Chris and Beaver the Gridiron gang. And, and they... Um, they ended their show with a call from one of our listeners. Oh, really? Which one? Chicken Hawk. Well, he, Chicken Hawk gets around. Well, does he? In yeah. A, in a good way? <laughs> yeah. Well, they ended a show. They ended their show with a call from Chicken Hawk. He's our listener. Here's the thing, too. All the, like a lot of the other listeners, they like to they like to make fun of Chicken Hawk. Call him different names. And they really got after him because he told them that he was born in the yard. That's what he said. He said he was born out in the yard. Yep, sure did. He was getting in a truck to go somewhere. So, chicken off if you're listening. I thought it was a good call myself. So they ended the, their show with that call. But here's the thing. When Chicken Hawk, they first came to him on the phone call, you know what he always says, right? What's that? Hail State. About like that. He puts about three different syllables in it, right? That's what he said. And he said, Hail State, like two different times. And I noticed something. Neither Chris Brooks nor Beaver would say Hail State back to him. <laughs> like Chris, I could hear there it was a little uncomfortable for Chris, actually, somebody saying Hail State to him on the radio. Well, I hear they got a new um campaign coming out to combat that you know this is this is our state oh yeah yeah this is our hottie toddy oh really yeah what's it gonna be a picture of hottie toddy somebody holding up a little fruity drink with an umbrella sticking out of it (laughs) (laughs) don't mess with my hottie toddy well and let me just say i'm i'm not an expert in advertising and certainly i shouldn't be giving advice on billboards but nobody should ever put up a billboard that doesn't have a big picture of an attractive person. Right. That is Billboard 101. I got news for you, because I spend so much time in a car. Roger, my vehicle has 280,000 miles on it. When I got that vehicle eight years ago, July of 2011, it had 40,000 miles on it. This is an exhibition. Uh, an, yeah, right, that's right. Uh, expedition. It's about me. to be an exhibition. Yeah, right. for sure. <laughs> You're gonna be able to. That thing. You'll be able to observe it. Just it's gonna be sitting on the side of the road somewhere, and I, it's not gonna be my <laughs> fault. Two hundred. 
240,000 miles I've put on this thing. I've seen a lot of billboards. And people put up billboards with letters on it and phone numbers and texts. And even these lawyers who put their, their own picture up there. We don't want to see that, and that ain't getting my attention. <laughs> but you put an attractive person up there. You got it. Everybody's going to look. That is the name of the game. We have a gun show that came through here. This is kind of a play on that uh, uh-huh. video style. And at the end, they had a really attractive girl and Daisy Dukes and a shotgun and a <laughs> cute little straw hat. And she said, sure shooting. I'll see you there. <laughs> yeah. They well, know. she was never never there. And that caused some people to, I think they filed oh, a lawsuit. Oh, really? False So she was not actually there. So 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 now. Okay. You got to come Sure is shooting. I'll probably see you there. <laughs> no guarantee. That's right. That's great. Yeah, I mean advertising's really not that hard. It's, you know, it's branding and beauty. <laughs> branding and beauty, the two Bs of advertising. Yeah. Branding like this. Farm Bureau, go with the home team. If you listen to this show, you've heard me say that so much, you can say it with me now. Right? I'm driving it home. We're branding that sucker. I promise Go! you. Go! See? I can do it like See? You can't do it. We have Jake in here. i got to give him lessons. Oh, but yeah? he does okay. Does he do okay? Okay. He's, he's getting better. Hey, speaking of that's that. That's why you'll never see, by the way, you, Matt or myself in a TV ad. No, we will not. We you may will hear not. our voices. <laughs> I'll never, you know, other than for some other reason, but I'll never just be randomly chosen to represent products on television. I don't have, like, the face for it. I don't have the hair for it. I can't even be a hand model. My hands look like like an offensive lineman's hands. They kind of do. Minus one pinky sticking out to the side. I mean, I, I pretty much have... <laughs> I got cowboy hands, man. So they're not choosing me for that either. My feet are even worse. We won't even bring up my feet. No way I could be a foot model. What? I thought you were a you're Kansas City fan. What? Yeah. Just so you don't have Kansas City feet. Yeah, well, I, I what I meant kicking, was like... Kicking women around the mall. <laughs> Come on, man. Come on, man. <laughs> they didn't charge him, Roger. Okay, it didn't happen. Never mind. <laughs> you don't me with your lying eyes. Innocent man. until proven guilty, man. <laughs> All right, so listen up. Y'all can text the show. I hope you will. Got a couple of guys coming on today. Um, one is... Oh, gone it. One is Peter Burns of ESPN. Love that guy. Yep. Peter's coming on. Another is uh, Jason Swain, a former Tennessee volunteer, has his own show, The Swain Event, up in uh, the Knoxville area, so and Huntsville area, so we're going to talk with him coming See up as well. Yeah. Do what? See what he did there. Yep. Swain Event. Main Event. Swain Event. Yep. And uh, and all that. So a lot coming your way. Also, you can text the show. It's really what I'm most interested in is to hear from you on the text line on the phone line. Text line is 885-ESPN, 885-ESPN, or 885-3776. That's the number to text. Fire away. And then you can call the Divinity Equipment phone, Divinity Equipment, in Madison and in Jackson. They are your Kubota dealer. So hit me up on the Divini phone at 995-1059. That also is a 601 number, 995-1059. And right on cue, there he is. 
Two ca- two calls in a row. Chicken Hawk, I heard you on Chris and them's show. And did you notice when you said Hale State, Chris wouldn't say it back to you? Oh, look here, though. They see they won't play that junk. What was it yesterday or the day before? I made him say Hale State because I asked him. I said, "Look here, Mister B." And uh, oh, anyway, uh, hold on just a minute, there, Bob Tail. Thank the Lord, Hale State. Praise Jesus this Friday. And look at here. What I done to him was I said, uh, Mister Pete, and he went all the way around the world. And I finally told him, I said, Look, I said, what is that eye stuff? that falls, you know. I tried to get him, you know, lead up to, like, what's before a tornado or what's before a thunderstorm. Uh-huh. And so finally I had to get the chalkboard out and break it down for him, like X's and those. I said, Mr. B, what is that stuff, that, that eye stuff that hits your car and puts this you can't get out? Then he said, hell. And then I said, Mr. B, I said, this, this territory that we live in, it's not that territory. I said, this territory that we live in right here, what's it called? And I don't forgot what all kind of crap he went around. <laughs> and I said, no, nah, Mr. B, I said, they stick the other. What's it called? And then he said, state before. And then that boy, I just, I mean, before he even knowed it, he done said, hell state, brother. So they can't nobody say the man ain't said hell state. <laughs> <laughs> I figured he'd go with Snowflake. <laughs> hey, no, nah, no. Nah, he, he said hell now, you know. He did say him, it. Uh, okay. Like, all right, Roger Dodgers, you got to, uh, you, when you leave uh, Bobtail there, and I love my man Beaver, but you, you got to leave Beaver. See, I had some breaking news yesterday, man. Didn't have no breaking news music. Didn't have my dog on Chicken Hawk Squawk before I called. I mean, I was just. I hey, let me translate. Roger, let me translate what he's saying. The translation is he called yesterday, and you were out, and Beaver wasn't sure about where to hit the buttons to do all the sounds that he wants played for him. You know, the the hawk and all that kind of stuff. So Ben doesn't like surprises. You may have noticed if you listen. <laughs> he does not like it. Hey, Chicken Hawk, appreciate you calling back, man. I hope you have a great weekend. Thank you. I'm going to have to call back a little bit because you you got me off my game. I, I can't remember why I really called. When I <laughs> well, call player, back. That's back. fine. I mean, you're not, you don't have like an allotment of calls. You call me anytime. Yeah, so hit me up later. Well, I got a I got an empty spot up there from my days before Jesus. I understand. So Sometimes it takes a little bit. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I but, totally hey, understand. Watch this right here now. Put your basketball glove on. Catch you. All right. Hail State. See. See. Ya. Chicken Hawk out. Hit <laughs> a boy. Uh, on the text line, David says, "I listened to that show and Brooks did not say it." Chicken Hawk lies. Brooks refused to say it. <laughs> so we have we have different takes on what actually happened. We'll get the uh, we'll get the uh, out of bounds show guys on that to twist it around so he does say it. Yes, right. And we'll yeah. cut the audio in a certain way. Yeah, just edit it together. <laughs> also, like we're on ABC News. <laughs> also on the text line here. What are your thoughts on the situation with Kareem Walker not in fall camp yet at Mississippi State? Thanks for taking my question. Kareem Walker is a transfer running back. Going to go to Mississippi State, and he's waiting on clearance from the NCAA on something, you know, this whole clearinghouse deal. That's how I understand it. My thoughts on it are I'm not surprised. It's what happens. You know, when people get in late, a lot of junior college guys, people forget two guys who are starters for you on defense this year, Brian Cole and Chauncey Rivers, they both came from East Mississippi Community College. 
And even though they're JUCO guys, this is not their second year on campus. This is their third because three years ago they had to sit out the whole year because they didn't get the academic stuff cleared before getting there. So they basically both redshirted and then played last year and will play this year. So what I'm saying is I'm not surprised. Anybody that's ever surprised that somebody who's transferring or you know it's JUCO or whatever that you know it gets held up if you're waiting on any kind of approval or waiver or anything from the NCAA. The fact that it might go on into the season, never be surprised by that. I'm not. This is something that did surprise me, though. Roger, I wonder, I know you have you went under the knife yesterday, and so you're kind of, you know, not normal routine stuff. Well, no, I'm, I'm fine. He just Okay, well, let me, let me give you an example. All right, so just a tweet five minutes ago from 24-7 Sports. Here's what it says. Missouri quarterback Kelly Bryant issues decisive comment about Clemson championship ring situation. Now, what could that be? Missouri quarterback, transferred from Clemson, Kelly Bryant issues decisive statement about Clemson championship ring situation. Y'all, listen to me for a minute. Some of you are going to be aware of this and some are not. If you consume sports content on Twitter online, message boards, Facebook, you know, social media. You watch shows, you listen to shows. Listen to me for a minute. Starting yesterday, there is a big issue, a big anthill that got kicked over and a a consequential debate online about whether or not Kelly Bryant should get a ring a national championship ring from Clemson. And the details are he did play a few games in a few games for Clemson last season. But Kelly Bryant lost the starting quarterback job and they elevated Trevor Lawrence in the fourth or fifth game of the year. I can't remember, but it was basically at the end of the first month. They benched Kelly Bryant as the Clemson quarterback, and then started Trevor Lawrence. And Trevor Lawrence played him on into the national championship against Alabama. Once they benched Kelly Bryant at the end of September, he immediately left the team and decided to transfer and didn't participate in the rest of the football season with them. Four games into the year, he left. Four games into the year, he walked out. Gone. He didn't didn't have another single practice for Clemson after September of last year. Quit. Transferred. Visions visions of the future? Yeah, and now he's at at Missouri and going to be their starting quarterback. But listen to this. You have a lot of people, media people, and my friend, Paul Feinbaum, I think a lot of him. Paul's a very smart guy. But Paul jumped in on this and says that like he tweeted that it was a very bad look for Clemson that they're not giving him a championship ring. See, that's what all this boils down to. Is it came out somehow that Dabo Swinney at Clemson is not going to give Kelly Bryant a championship national title ring for having been a part of the team last year. And his qu- his quote Roger was basically, well he wasn't on the team. <laughs> Sounds fair. You want a ring, got to be on the team. Right. The whole time, like right. to the end. Exactly. Yeah. 
Got to be on the injuries and all on the sideline, doing your part, inspiring the team, leading. Yes, but see, like, so Paul Feinbaum tweets that well, this is a bad look for Clemson and it will hurt them in recruiting. No, it's not, and no, it won't. Today, my friend, who I think a lot of Tim Brando, said, "Ah, it's, it's a, this is the kind of thing that's a little bit beneath Dabo and, and Clemson." Well, I I couldn't more disagree. I've even seen just one or two maybe former players, not like teammates of mine or something, um, former players who've even said, oh, he ought to get a ring. You know, he put in some time, went through fall camp, and 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 all, and they sold him a dream in recruiting. And, all, and I'm like, are you serious? Hold on. Let me tell everybody something about real life. You listen to this? Listen. Here's a word for you. Finish. Let, let me expand get, it to three words, Roger. Finish the job, period. Do they have a participation ring we could give him? Yeah, see, that's the thing. There, there is no such thing as a participation ring. Nor Maybe the, give him a celestri- Celestrium version, you know, that fake metal that Balfour came up with. Yeah, he gets nothing. You get nothing. You don't get anything for not finishing. Roger, you get I, what you gave. Exactly. Roger, listen. I have news for you. This is personal news for Roger, producer Roger. <laughs> <clears throat> if you're not on an hourly wage, but if you were, or if you're paid by the day, but even if you're in, on salary, <laughs> if you walk out today, they're not going to pay you for any future months or years of service. You might not even get your vacation days that you've accrued. There could be that, depending on your agreement. If Roger, if I go out here tomorrow and I pick no worky, no pay, no no finish, no completion, no paycheck. If I walk out here tomorrow and I pick up a side job mowing yards, and my neighbor three houses down hires me to do the yard work. Well, if I go mow half of it and do half of it and go home and never come back. Guess what they're going to pay me? Zero. If you take your car to a mechanic and it's got something wrong with it, okay, let's say they're going to replace the spark plugs. (laughs) If they replace a fourth of them (laughs) and then hand you back the keys, what are you going to do? You ain't paying them jack. Nor will you ever, nor should you, nor is any judge ever going to make you pay them. They don't get squat for doing part of the job. Nor does this player or anybody else. And let me tell you something. Kelly Bryant didn't start all this crap. He's minding his own... Yeah, okay, he left Clemson. He transferred. So what? A lot of guys do. But he's at Missouri now trying to be their team leader. And all this stuff pops. This is not coming from him. So he is forced to say publicly today, I'm at Missouri, that's Clemson, you know, it's it's just a ring, I'm moving on, I don't care about that. That's basically what he said. Good for him. But what I can't believe, I simply cannot, I can't grab any kind of understanding, is how people, grown people who put on pants and wear belts and shoes and hats and sign contracts and get paychecks, who grown people can actually somehow, some way believe 
that a player who quit four games into the year deserves a, a recognition and a national championship ring on a team he did not play on. Where have we, What are we thinking? How do you even come up with that idea? There's nothing anybody can say that would make any sense whatsoever about a player getting a ring on a championship team he didn't play on. He did not help them win a national championship. Period. Well, he, they won the games he played. So what? Winning four games gets you nothing. Nothing. Nor will it me or anyone else. The very idea that Clemson head coach Dabo Swinney would be criticized in any way for saying, if you want a ring, you have to be on the team. <laughs> Can you imagine after all of this has become so public, it, he was to actually capitulate under some kind of you know pressure from the administration, which is known to happen. Hey, can you imagine? Can, well, all the, look, let me the tell you dominoes something. that would fall. Kelly Bryant is a competitor, and he knows I wasn't there. I don't get anything for not being there. Where's he hey, going to around the school at Missouri? He's going, yeah. <laughs> hey, look what I got. <laughs> hey, um, Roger, I want one million dollars of Mississippi State's SEC revenue because I played a few games in 1997. That's how stupid this is. You laid what could be said the cornerstone. (sighs) They live among us and vote. (laughs) That's the scary thing. Stick around. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show. Played four games. Somebody thinks he deserves a ring for the championship they won in January. That's the most asinine thing they've come up with in a long time. And listen, man, don't think, I mean, some of these, it is asinine. The idea is asinine. I'm not saying the people are asinine. I'm not saying they are dumb. Like I told you, some of the media people who are advocating on the other side of it, I I like them, and they understand. You need to understand that as a consumer of content, there are people who, in the media world, who understand this concept. If my ideas or my takes make sense to a lot of people that are grounded, then I'll never get any attention for it. On the other side of the coin, if my takes are hot enough and outlandish enough, I'll get a lot of attention. And there is some of that that happens. But listen to me. In reality, nobody with nobody with nobody who's ever sweated through a practice or anything remotely related, nobody who's ever Somebody who's never done that, never been on a team or in a locker room, that's the only somebody who could possibly advocate on the side of this kid getting a 
a ring for a national championship in which he left the team four games into the year. It's just asinine to think otherwise. The text line is lit up here, and I'm coming to the phone in a minute. Text line, 885-ESPN. First one said, Matt, what are your thoughts on Southern Miss football 2019? They're going to be better. Jay Hobson's a good football coach. They're going to be better this year, and I know you're going to think this is trivial, but I read it. It's not just fluff. Last season they had like two guys on the whole team who could squat 500 pounds, and this year they almost have 10 guys who can do it. That's significant to me. You watch. They will be better. Chris said, Kelly Bryant likely to be able to pick up a ring in a pawn shop within the next three to five years. Yeah, that'll, they'll be there, unfortunately. Louvier said he played a fourth of the year. Instead of a ring, maybe they can give him a nice bow tie or some cufflinks. <laughs> maybe an ear stud. <laughs> you know, JR says, hey, Matt, whether he gets a ring or not is not important, but if he played one more snap for Clemson last year, he could not have this extra year, so he did the right thing. He did. You know, four games, I guess, is the thing, though. You know, snaps. But you're right, if he had played a snap in the next game. And so that's why he left. I How got many a, other players left from that team that year? I don't know. They're not getting rings, though, I promise you. You have to be on the team to get credit for the accomplishment. It's the way it works. You have to finish the job to get the paycheck. Period. End of story. It's the way it always is. It's the way it always has been. It's always will be. Anybody who's given out paychecks for unfinished jobs is out of business. You go down with a season-ending injury, different story. Okay. Somebody right here texted in and said, so if he was injured in game four and didn't play or practice the the rest of the way, did he help the team win the national championship? Yeah, because you know what? Again, he's on the team. You're not off the team when you get injured. When you get injured, you're on the team. You're going through rehab. You helped. You're still willing to do anything you can to help. You're on the team. Hopefully inspiring others. That's all Dabo Swinney said. You have to be on the team. You're like, well, Matt, what about that third string strength coach? He's getting Yeah, he's a part of the team. (laughs) When you quit and transfer four games in, you're on the team. And you aren't getting a ring, nor should you. Anybody who advocates otherwise is crazy and has never sweated through a single practice, let alone three months of the season, October, November, and December. Lots of pats on the back. Somebody says, let's get an amen from the front row. Preach it. Jonathan, I don't think even when you have a fiancé, makes it. I don't think if, if she breaks up with you, she can't keep her ring either. Well, I mean, that's the, if we were to carry this concept out to its, you know, yeah. extreme, some you got to participate in the deal. There are some, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, some situations though where it's it's worth just giving it up just to get the eh out of there. You know well, what I'm saying? Yeah. Jonathan said, Matt, a segment of our population simply searches for a victim. Hey, quarterback, you didn't get a ring. You're a victim. Chris says, preach on. Maroon Richie says, thank you. Miko, this Kelly Bryant ring thing is all an effort by Feinbaum and the Alabama clad to make this an issue for Clemson so they can go in and steal some of the players they both recruit. By the way, he didn't deserve the ring. Miko, he doesn't deserve the ring. Is it going to affect Clemson's recruiting? 
No. You know why? Because it's not reality. Reality is every high school player out there, every one of them knows what I'm saying. You want the cake, you stay for the whole party. Got to make it to the birthday, baby. Few it could even text. be said that as far as affecting recruiting, that people who might be that wishy-washy type, yeah, hey, yo, I'm not going there. Uh, somebody texted said after listening to that, I don't know how anybody can call and say you're not right. You know, and that's one of the problems with me as a radio host, and it always has been, is I don't lose arguments. I just don't, because I'm just not going to bat and going to really argue with you unless I'm 100 percent right. If there's any chance I'm wrong, I'll just admit it and we'll just throw it out there and I'm not going to take uh, I'm not going to go out here and die out on a limb on something I'm 70% on. But when I'm 100%, then I'll argue it and I'm right and I don't lose them. And so uh, that doesn't usually make for great debate a lot of times on radio shows. And I just have no interest and never will in intentionally finding a controversial quirky uh, point of view just to get people riled up and get attention. That's not what I'm about. If I was a smart business person, I'd do it. But I'm not. I don't care about it. I'm much more concerned with reality. Yeah, Matt, well, you won't go far. Okay. Fine. You going to ask Peter Burns about this? No, nah, I don't know. I think Peter's probably had an earful of it. Maybe I will ask him, though. Maybe I will. Uh, lots of texts coming in. Let me get over here. Chicken Hawk's back on. He's been hanging on a little bit. What's up, Chicken Hawk? Hey, Chicken Hawk. Yeah, now he's ready. Talk to me. Hey, I'm going to have to call you back, man. Something happened to my dog on phone, but I want to I chimed in on this deal uh, yesterday on the professor's show, but uh, let me see if I can't do something to my phone, okay. cut it off, and uh, you know, reboot it or whatever you call it. Okay. And I'll try to call back. All right, hit me back. Yeah, just hold the button down, restart it, call us back. Um, text line. Maybe State should get rings for helping Bama win their national championships. Bingo. Weren't on the team. Yeah, but we helped. Um, Tyler says they are feeding the uh, participation trophy culture that is so prevalent these days. Hey, you finished fourth in your little league. Let's all get trophies and pizza. Stupid. This is a text that says, so the difference is that he quit. And I love this line right here now. I hadn't heard this one before, Roger. It says, quit, don't get. <laughs> quit, don't get. <laughs> Sounds like something somebody's dad would always say. Yeah, exactly. And a good thing, and a good one, too. Yeah. My thing is. Mine was, can't never did anything. Yeah. You you know, there there's no, there's no gray area on a job. And frankly, a season is kind of like a job. You either finished it or you didn't. You're either pregnant or you're not. There's no sort of being pregnant. There ain't no fine line. It's just a line. You're on one side of it or the other. You Listen either finished the season or you didn't. Maybe we should send this over to Zeke. Yeah, you got to start the season too. <laughs> yeah, but he's on the team. All right. Peter Burns, SEC Network, ESPN up next. Stick around.
fluffy your text is funny, man. Jonathan said, Matt, the thing, quote, the thing about me is I just don't lose arguments. Homecoming queen. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. I gotta be careful what I say there, because I don't think I've lost any, but hey. Who am I to say? 100 grand text the uh, text line said, Matt, you keep it real. You're the type of guy who can go anywhere and survive, even in the hood. Matt, and then he said, stop explaining yourself to people who don't know anything about football. <laughs> yeah, okay. <clears throat> I believe I will. I believe I'll move on to a conversation with a smart guy. Knows a little football himself. Talks about it around the clock, it seems like. Uh, 24-7, 365 on the SEC Network and on ESPN. He is Peter Burns. Follow him on Twitter, at Peter Burns ESPN. And he's on your radio right now, this very moment. Peter, man, it's great to talk to you. What's up? Man, hell, I don't know what I'm talking about in football. I just kind of make up <laughs> stuff. I get our stats and information people to give me a bunch of things to make it seem like I'm doing it. I'm just... Listen, I mean, I'm, I'm 20 years into faking it till I make it, so one of these days I'll know what I'm doing. Hey, you're kind of like me. Like, I literally have a BS degree. And, you know, there's a little double <laughs> entendre in there. <laughs> uh, it's, it's fun, man. We're getting finally closer, man. It's, it's, you know, it feels like once camp finally gets here is when you kind of feel like, all right, we're, uh, we're, we're now football is here as opposed to these, like, like abstract conversations we have to have about the upcoming season, you know? Sure, yeah. Peter, if – if you had to come up with like a ranking of like their impact at quarterback, transfer quarterbacks with the greatest impact, is it as simple as Kelly Bryant at Missouri, or or would you have the guy at Vandy or Tommy Stevens at State? Who do you think is the most impact player at quarterback as a transfer? Well, I mean, I think that's a great question, man. I, I think it starts with Kelly Bryant, right? Because I, I legitimately think Mizzou has a chance if things fall right because of the way their schedule is, having Ole Miss and Arkansas as, as uh, crossover. And I think they're a talented team. I think it has to start with Kelly Bryant. And I, I think he's going to be good. You know, I don't think you're going to have all of a sudden Deshaun Watson or Trevor Lawrence showing up, which a lot of people think it is. I mean, I've got some, you know, concerns about, hey, how much of the success with Clemson was Kelly Bryant? And how he was there versus, hey, it was just Clemson was so good and the ACC wasn't really much, and they had success. So, I mean, but, again, for, for Derek Dooley, you know, him play calling for him, I think it's important. I, I would put in that the second most important one is, is Tommy Stevens. Mm. And the reason why I say that is not because I'm on your show, but I, I'm a firm believer that this is such a huge year um, for coaches to kind of, you know, get away from some narratives and whatnot. And I think, frankly, last year was a disappointing year for state fans, right? I think, you know, I was disappointed with, I thought this team could be a, a 10 win, hell, 11 win, uh, you know, program with this, with all the talent that they have. And it just never really came together. So to me, I think, you know, if Stevens is indeed the guy and beats out Keaton for this job, which I think ends up happening, this is a, a monster year for Joe Moorhead because, you know, you you want state fans want to say, hey, listen, all right, you know, we, we don't want a bad season. Are, are you the guy that's going to lead us past the Dan Mullen era? Do you perceive the state quarterback thing being a competition, the only one in the league where you've got a transfer in there, yet there's a legit competition, the other guy could win the job? Do you kind of see it that way? 
Well, I mean, Vandy has what Deuce Wallace was on that team, yeah. kind of in and out, and, and then now they get Riley Deal, who I think is kind of an intriguing, um, you know, kid. But yeah, I mean, I, I, but I don't consider Vandy to be a team where I'm like, all right, we really need to know what happens here because of you know how the how the East is going to play out. Like, I, I think they're a talented team. I mean, with Kalijah Lipscomb and Pickney or and um, and Keyshawn Vaughn, but at this point, I don't see them contending. I mean, State has got to the new reality of it where they're always going to be good, right? Like, like there, there should never be another five-win, six-win season in state's history. That's the new norm is that they're going to have success. So, um, again, I, I think Keaton said all the right things. And, again, I think some schools, and, Matt, you know this better than I do, some schools it's like, hey, man, we, you know, we're the, the locker room likes this guy. Mm. You know, I think that was the case about Fromm over Eason. I think that at state, I think it is more of a matter of, hey, we don't care who wins this thing. We want to win ball games, and whoever's going to help us do that, we're all in on it. I think you're right. Peter Burns on your radio right now. Yeah, it's the expectation thing is just so interesting to watch how it has just totally, totally transformed at Mississippi State to this point. And I want to ask you about two other West teams that, frankly, nobody talks about. And that is those programs at Ole Miss and Arkansas. You know, we talk about the teams that are up. Those are two that are down. What do you see there with both, you know, you know, young in terms of their tenure at the school head coaches? And can one of those or will one of those maybe surprise and have a better year? Or are they a long way away? I mean, I, I think to me, the, the things that are kind of a little bit more question marks are with, with, Arkansas, right? I mean, I, like, I need to find, hey, is this going, you know, what is the future going to be for Chad Morris? I mean, because it's not as if the rest of the conference got weak, right? It's not like the rest of the division is like, all right, it's down. You can kind of make some runs right now. That's not the case. Like, the the, the SEC West might be as good as I've ever seen it, you know, with, with you know, top-to-bottom talent. So, um, you know, for me, I'm, I'm really kind of concerned to see what's going to happen with with Matt Luke having these brand new coordinators, right? I mean, right. as good of a coordinator, I would say, resume group as anybody, having a Rich Rod and, and Mike McIntyre, and the idea that he let his ego go to the wayside and be like, "Hey, man, whatever you can do to help me, that that that's great." Um, but I, I find Luke in a situation like Joe Moorhead, right? Matt is the hmm. fact of like, this is, hey, you know, all right, we got past past this year, we're no longer in the bull band. Are you the guy going forward? Like, we love you. You're Ole Miss, but are you the guy that can build this back to where it was with Eli Manning back in the day and when, when Ole Miss was, uh, you know, a, a powerhouse or a team to be reckoned with, even when, when Hugh Freeze built it? So, I mean, I, I, w- I would consider Moorhead and Luke probably under the radar as much pressure as anybody uh, when you talk about guys that really need a big season from their team. Need a big season, yeah. I think that's true. Peter Burns on your radio. Y'all follow him on Twitter at Peter Burns ESPN, if you don't already. Uh, last thing, Peter, just a fun one, and I hadn't gotten a chance to get a lot of people to react to this, but you've been to all these places, seen them. I made a list of the SEC stadiums. It's my list, my favorites, based on character and noise. And I had Kyle Field, mm. Te- I had Kyle Field Texas A&M number one, because I don't see yeah. – and I just wonder if you agree with that or is there any debate. Um, I think it's close. If I don't have it one, I have it two behind, you know, Saturday night in Death Valley. Now, of course, that's near and dear to my heart for every different reason. I was, yeah. I'm a Baton Rouge kid, but I just think the whole, you know, the, the tailgating experience, the, the band, I mean, the whole thing, 
Tiger Stadium is just, you know, the Cadillac. But I think A&M puts itself there because of the tradition behind it, even going in the night before with the midnight yell and them kind of swaying, the press box rocking. I mean, I think that's awesome in sheer size. I mean, that place is a monstrosity. But I think the, the one that's not looked at enough, and I saw people putting you know, these these things together, is now Starkville. Like, I, know, I never saw Davis Wade 10 years ago or 15 years ago, you know, and I, I hear stories about, like, man, it, it was kind of a ghost town. You know, I just never. But now that with the stadium renovations, the cowbells, the, the expectations for the program, talk to McElroy, I talk to guys that have done there, done games across the country, and they're like, if Starkville isn't one of the top probably seven or eight toughest game day environments for an opposing team, I don't know what is. And I think people just – don't put it on that list because they haven't had an opportunity. They think of the old Davis Wade, the old stadium, um, as opposed to where it is right now. Yeah, well, I agree. Where, where did you have where did you have that on the list? I had it very uh, high up there. On I did the Western and the Eastern divisions, and I had it, I think, right behind LSU, and just because of the noise and the uniqueness of the place uh, in that in my Western yeah. division list. And and you're right. You know, we talk about expectations. But this all speaks. I got about a minute left. This all speaks to the job Mullen did because the expectations are not only transformed 180, but the facilities and the support and the atmosphere as well. That speaks to the job that he did, doesn't it? Yeah, I know you got 30 seconds before you got to go. But again, every single really smart Hell State fan I've ever come across has always said, hey, listen, we don't like the Dan's over at Florida. We understand it, but thank you for what you have done. And I think that's the way it needs to be looked at, and that's why the program's in the good shape it's in right now. Well, and thank you, Peter, for jumping on on a Friday, 17 days, Miami and Florida. We're going to tee it up, man. Thank you. Can't wait, baby. <laughs> talk to you soon, Matt. <laughs> All right, talk to you soon. That's Peter Burns, ESPN and the SEC Network. Y'all follow him on Twitter. If you don't, you probably do, but if you don't, there it is, at Peter Burns. ESPN. I I don't disagree one bit that it just feels like as early as it is in the tenure for Chad Morris at Arkansas that it just feels like they got to make some progress soon. Like really soon as in this year because it's 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 bottomed out there. And when Peter, a guy like Peter Burns says State has a baseline expectation now of you're in a bowl every year. He he said it just then in the interview. I mean, State's not going to have any more of these five-win seasons, are they? You think about how transformed those expectations are, and are they going to meet those expectations going forward if Arkansas ever gets up off the mat? If Ole Miss gets up off the mat? You know, you have to think about those things too, but I, I think it speaks to how the – Expectation for that program really has changed. Hour one in the books. Hour two coming up in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, go with the home team. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show.